0: Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome my guest, Sarah Bailey. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hello, I am doing well. It is so good to meet you. Um, You are, we have some mutual friends, one that's been on the podcast before, um, Miss Jamie Choi, and she is a, uh, oh my gosh, dental hygienist. (laughs) Sorry, Jamie. I didn't forget. I just slipped my mind for a second. But, um, but you and um Jamie grew up together, right?
1: We did. I have actually known Jamie since she was born.
0: Oh man, that's a whole lot of time to be together and to know each other. Um, so both of you are from Augusta, and she kind of shared with me that Augusta is kind of a um a medical hub, I guess you could say.
1: Yes, it is definitely a medical hub. I think we have nine working hospitals in our area.
0: Wow, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. So you guys, Sarah is here to tell me a little bit more about what she does. And she is a, okay, disclaimer. (laughs) I don't know why it's so hard for me to say this word, but I'm going to try. Okay, physician assistant. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. So for the rest of this podcast, I'll be just saying PA and I'll leave the pronunciation up to Sarah. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous <laughs> just now, like sweating. But <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. So Sarah, you are a PA, correct? I am. I am. Um, so what is a PA? So
1: yes, a PA is pretty much a provider is what they're called nowadays. Um, And we are, we work under doctors um, or physicians. Um, And the thing is, is that the physician does not have to necessarily be there with us. We just have to send our clinical notes to them to sign as well. Um, But we can pretty much do almost everything that a doctor can do as long as we have a doctor to work under.
0: Okay, Um, so... Okay. So I had an MP on before. Yeah, Is it similar to that?
1: So it's similar, but we do have differences as well.
0: Okay. um, (laughs) So what are some of the differences? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Yeah. It's funny. I actually just answered this question the other day.
0: Oh. (laughs) Um,
1: So I I was already prepared. Um, So pretty much what it starts with is schooling, which I can go into that later. Um, But our schooling is very different um that's probably the biggest difference and then as far as what we can do it's kind of guided state by state but np's can actually in certain states hold their own practice without any sort of physician oh wow um, we cannot do that we always have to have a physician who oversees us not not physically but you know just always signs everything um and We also, PAs can work in any field of medicine. NPs are specifically trained to work in like family medicine, pediatrics, women's health. They're more confined to an area like physicians are.
0: Oh, I see. So, okay, for me, you know, you were going down this list and I'm thinking, okay, what like, what else is there? Like, is there more? Like, are you saying like in a hospital setting, a PA would be able to work there over an NP or?
1: Yes. So PAs can actually work in like surgery. They can do neurosurgery. They can do um, work in oncology. They can, I mean, they really are like field our scope of practice can go into anything
0: i see um, okay but
1: nps cannot
0: i see okay that makes sense oh i didn't know about this like yeah they can go into surgery and stuff like that too
1: yeah. um
0: so you know you were saying that uh, a doctor has to oversee uh mm-hmm. what it is that you do and sign off and like what does that mean to sign off like what is it that oh. they're signing off on
1: yeah, so every patient that we see, we have to have a clinical document like uh-huh. stating what we did during the visit, the types of medications that we prescribed, why what we diagnosed, why we diagnosed it, and the normal so a physician just makes a chart and he signs it off and it's done. Mm. But we sign off on our chart and we send it to a physician who then signs off.
0: I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so um specifically what what is it that you do, and like, what do your days look like as a PA? Yeah.
1: So, I am an urgent care PA. Um, and my days look like I work pretty much 14 days a month. That schedule varies every month, and on weekdays, it's eight o'clock in the morning to 7 p.m., okay. and then on the weekends, it's nine o'clock in the morning till 3 p.m.
0: Okay, that's not bad
1: no I love that <laughs> schedule. that's actually the best part of my job
0: <laughs> yeah I mean like you know I I feel like I feel like you know doctors nurses that I've heard the stories of the kind of bad the grueling part of it is the scheduling mm-hmm. that seems like a really a good schedule for a med- person in the medical field
1: <laughs> yes um Actually, that is one of the reasons I chose PA oh, over physician.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yet. Interesting. Okay. Um so what do you do as an urgent care PA? I mean, it, I feel like it could be obvious, but
1: No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> really not. And right now during the pandemic especially, it is not clear. <laughs> um sure, yeah. So, we are a walk-in clinic. You do not make appointments. We just see whoever walks in. So one day I could see 10 patients. The next day I could see 50.
0: Oh, wow. It
1: just depends. Um, and we actually are a place for things like flu, sinus infections. Um, we do laceration, like sew, like sewing people up. Um, we do x-rays for if someone breaks a bone. We're kind of a place where pretty much you come in and we fix it right there. We don't do chronic care. So we don't treat things like diabetes or high blood pressure because those are like chronic medications, chronic issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we try to do things where you come in, we see the problem and we fix it. Okay. Um, the thing is, is that a lot of people don't understand that. And where I work actually is on a, a part of Augusta where there it's a lot of low income. So we have people coming in with i mean gunshot wounds we have people coming in going like having active heart attacks active strokes because they don't understand what we are and at the same time we're the first thing they see when they drive it like into the city and I you know I
0: see I see
1: and so we are kind of a also like a pit stop where people come to us and we redirect them to where they need to go
0: that's crazy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like just like the intense ones, like gunshot wounds and Because, like, what are yeah. you supposed to do? Like, you can't help them. Yeah. So, do people get angry? I don't know. I just feel like in that in this yeah. situation of desperation, I would get angry if you couldn't help me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it it that definitely happens, and <laughs> you know, I try to like talk to them and say things like, you know. It's just I understand you came here. And what we do is we do obviously like like let's say someone's bleeding out. I'm yeah. going to obviously do everything I can to stop the bleeding and then call 911 and get them transferred to the hospital as I soon see. as possible. Yeah. Um so nice. we do what we can. Of course. Um and I mean, I've had like my clinic alone, we've had a heart attack, like active heart attacks coming in like every like six months. <gasps> and I mean, that alone is where, you know where time is, is is ticking and so we just we do all that we can there we wait for the ambulance and send them on down
0: that's crazy have you ever had like um a like i know you probably can't share a lot but like a, 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 excuse me <coughs> a, excuse me gosh yeah. like a scary moment
1: yes <gasps> um so i actually one of the first months that I worked there was my scariest patient. Um, He was young, he came in, he seemed normal. But then all of a sudden, when I was talking to him, he started repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And he literally started to just like, collapse. And he started seizing. And I had no idea what was going on. and, And it was my first month of working, I was freaking out. Um fortunately, like the ambulance got there and they took him and he pretty much th- th- actually what happened was his kidneys had gotten infected so poorly that it got into his blood and oh gotten into his brain. oh my goodness. but he survived and I was very yeah. thankful but i I while he was we were waiting on the ambulance because it took like 45 minutes, I just was like trying to keep him talking because he kept trying to pass out. That was probably the scariest moment. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, you know, because like you said, you your, your place is more like the flu and like broken mm-hmm. bones and things like that. So when it comes to like, I feel like internal bleeding and neurology, <laughs> like I would freak out too.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs>
0: yeah. I pray.
1: That's what oh, I do. I yes, pray. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So, um, like since you okay so your days are a little bit unpredictable when you go into the office because basically you're saying it's urgent care and people don't make appointments they just kind of walk in so are they like how is were you working through COVID like how was that situation for you
1: so COVID unfortunately was a very very hard time I mean it's it still is actually um, it's finally kind of letting up but we actually became one of the main clinics in our area who tested for COVID. I see. So we were we had a huge influx. Um, we went from seeing like on average about twenty to five patients per provider who worked there to seeing about I'd say fifty to sixty.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And so it was it was very hard and then i mean as i'm sure a lot of people know this like with all the shortages going on as well with the workers it, it definitely was, was occurring in my clinic and so we were short staffed we had almost triple the amount of people come in um, it was rough it, it's still it's getting better and i'm hoping that it continues to get better but we definitely became one of the like covid hubs
0: wow that is crazy you so- must have been super busy <laughs> but I want to say thank you for for <laughs> just like you yeah. know being there for everybody. I think it's amazing. I can't imagine um how difficult the last 2 years have been. So, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: Thank you for
0: that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um yeah, so like you never know what to expect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I guess is it just, so when you see a patient, is there like, is there more to that more than just seeing patients? Like, is there a lot of paperwork to do for a PA or? So it
1: that actually just depends on where you work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually do very little paperwork, if any at all. Mm. Um, I am blessed in that <laughs> situation <laughs> um, because I have a friend actually who works in um, specifically Breast cancer uh-huh. in Texas and actually her job is mostly paperwork. I see. So I see. it just depends on the field you go into.
0: Gotcha. Um, well, I'm curious to like learn more about your story, but before we do, um, oh, another question I had. So um at your urgent care, like are there doctors as well, or is it um, a lot of providers or
1: Yeah. So, um, in our area, I work for a main hospital Mm -hmm. and that hospital has about, I think it's like six prompt cares. And in all of the prompt cares, there are physicians, but actually my clinic is that we never have a physician. It's very rare. So normally it's myself and another PA or NP.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not yeah. crazy that there's no um, physician. So. <laughs> um, but but it's just crazy to um, think that two people are responsible for that many people coming in to an urgent yeah. care. Because, like, when I think of urgent care, too, like, I think, like, it is, like, an immediate – I need an immediate, mm-hmm. like, fix – And I'm usually like, you know, throwing up like crazy and like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, I need to go somewhere to help me. And like right now. And so I just can't imagine like working at an urgent care when everyone is coming in needing a solution.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) It it can be very overwhelming. (laughs) But you know, you like, you're so exactly right though. Throwing up, that is something that I don't mind fixing. <laughs> mm. um, that is actually one of the reasons I went into urgent care. I actually like different things.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was um, a draw for me, actually, because I really enjoyed not knowing what would come in the door and then it being, you know, I mean, people come in with skin rashes, people come in throwing up, people come in with, you know, heart attacks. I felt like it would help me ground my information that I learned in school a lot
0: better. Wow. <clears throat> you're you're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, in the best yeah. way possible, because I'm <laughs> like... I mean, I take that information and I'm like, girl, you're crazy. Like, that's, that's a whole nother level of, like, in- intellect, I feel like. But but anyways, um, before we, you know, before we get too much further into this kind of what you do, um, I'd love to know how you got here. You know, yeah. if you could take me back to even just the beginning, uh, maybe, like, even right after graduating high school like did you always know you wanted to go into the medical field or is that something that happened later please I want to know everything
1: absolutely so um I actually had never heard of a PA before at all graduating high school I was a very um type a like I I knew that I wanted to go into psychology because I love people I love like studying like human behavior that's something that i very much enjoy and i love building relationships so i was like psychology this is it because i actually was terrified of needles <gasps> terrified um when i went to get my college immunizations i actually passed out
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> because of the needles
0: wow um,
1: i know so i was like you know what like i i i love medicine i love like the knowledge that comes with that. That was always something I was interested in, but I was like, well, I can't tolerate needles and I can't tolerate blood either. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that. So I was like, psychology is the next best thing. And in my head, the only option was doctor. That's it. Um, because I, at the time I didn't really think about nursing at all either mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I couldn't stand blood or needles. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I went to college, I graduated, I actually graduated early because I was like, you know what, I want to hurry up and get into grad school and I want to be a, a psychologist wow. because I knew that that's what I would have to do. So I graduated early and I ended up moving back to Augusta because I was going to take uh, six months to apply to grad school. And um, in that six months, I applied for a job as a nanny and I got the job. And by chance, the person that I nannied for, she was a PA. So that was oh, wow. my first time ever hearing about it. I was 22 at the time. And literally, I had, when she told me what she did, I was like, I'm sorry, what? what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do? Um, because in my head, I had a lot of friends who went into the medical field, oddly enough, Korean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. They, um they, a lot of the females were just like, you know, you have to sacrifice family a lot of times Mm. if you go into medicine, um, especially depending on what field you go into. And to be honest, I really, really wanted a family at that time. Like I was in my head, I was like, my family is what I want to be first. And so I never want to have to give, have to give that up for my job. And, um, so I, I kind of, Even that like pushed me away even further from being a physician or a doctor. And so when I heard about this PA thing, I was like, tell me more. And so she is the one who kind of like introduced me to what they do, how like they're pretty much like a physician, but actually you don't have to be on call like a physician if you don't want to be. Um, You can choose what field you want to go into. And so that therefore dictates your schedule. Mm. You can be part time. You can take PRN shifts pretty much, meaning, hey, if you only want to work two shifts a month, you take two shifts a month. There's just a lot more flexibility with a PA. Mm. Um, And that right there was kind of like a first like, huh, you know, let me just tuck that into the back of my head. Mm. Well, I was applying to grad school and actually my brother, who is three and a half years younger than me, he was 19 at the time, he was diagnosed with cancer.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And, and he's doing well now. Um, but when that happened, obviously that was devastating for my family Mm. and it was really hard because a lot of the doctors don't get me wrong. They were very smart, very knowledgeable, and we could have not, he wouldn't have made it without them. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also had a few doctors who they just didn't understand how to explain what was going on to me or my dad. And especially my full Korean mother, Mm. who is not from America. Like she just sees that her baby is like, he looks like he's dying. Right. So it was really tough that first week because they didn't know what was wrong with him. They actually told us that cancer would be a blessing. That's how bad he looked. And so we were really struggling, but, um, Right after they did some tests and they were like, okay, we've narrowed it down to these three things, um, two PAs came in and they literally like, I still remember they sat on the bed and they sat there and they talked to us Mm -hmm. in a very basic way that we could understand what was going on and what each of those three different diagnoses would mean. And we could ask them questions and they sat there and they talked to us about it. And like, after that, I felt like a huge weight had come off my shoulders because I was like, they, you know, they helped our family out in like so many ways. Mm. Obviously medicine. Yes. My brother needed medicine, but at the same time, like we also all needed to have like a mental like health check in the yes. fact that if my brother doesn't we don't understand what's going on and we think he's just going to die you know the brain also is very powerful it does very important things and so it meant so much to me and that was what changed what I was going to do in that moment i was like you know what this is what i want to do i want to be this person who talks to their patients who helps them understand what's going on i don't I don't want families to feel the way that we felt for these past two weeks. And so, yeah, it was, it was God. That's what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. I had this whole like future planned out that I was like running towards. And God was just like, no, that's, that's not where you're supposed to be. And so Mm -hmm. the next thing was, you know, getting over the blood and the needles. Um, How'd you do that? I, you know, that's, that's another, like, god in his grace and mercy because i was shadowing because you have to shadow to be a pa you have okay. to shadow other pas and i i remember this one guy coming in and he's like gushing blood and i almost like passed out oh <laughs> but i just kept going and going and going and it eventually i was fine i and and now actually one of my favorite things to do is to sew people up.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I
1: know. It's crazy. That's
0: great, though. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, and man. so I, um, after that, I gave up going to grad school for psychology. And I started, um, I had to go. So this was the big thing, right? I was 23 now. I had just graduated from college. And I wanted to go to PA school. Well, I needed more science classes. Okay. So then there was this whole thing of, well, great. Now I'm going to have to go back to undergrad to take more classes and then apply to PA school. So I was like, so that's just going to be more time. I'm going to be old. You know, like all these thoughts are going through (laughs) my mind. I'm like, I'm supposed to have this plan. You know, I'm supposed to be having this family by this time. You know, we all like, we think we know it all right when we're that young um and we know nothing.
0: What do you mean I knew everything, Sarah? Like I knew it all. I knew exactly what was going to happen to me. <laughs> Maybe it was just me. <laughs> I'm kidding you guys if you didn't catch my tone. I had no clue. We had no clue. Yes. Yeah, yes.
1: and so I um I took a chance and you know, one of my biggest fears is is failure. And so that was a huge step for me to go back to school to then. Because so it's ironic too when I would have come out of undergrad right after and applied to PA school, nobody mm-hmm. knew what a PA was. So PA school mm-hmm. was in no way a challenge to get into. Mm-hmm. You just had to have the grades and you got in. By the time I finished all the new science classes, A PA was like the number one job. So So around
0: what year was that? Everyone.
1: This was like 2015.
0: Okay. Because I feel the same way, like listening to your story, because I feel like, because we're kind of around this, we're the same age. And when I graduated is when I had friends in California telling me about a PA. And I was like, what the, what is that? Like, what is that? And then. And then it was around that same time when I feel like that that career choice was a little more popular. So it's interesting, this timeline. Okay, so yeah. you had to take the classes and then um, it was more competitive, you're saying, to get into PA school?
1: It was super competitive. Oh,
0: man. Yeah,
1: so each class size, um, our class at where I went, Augusta University, they accepted 42 Each class, 42 people.
0: That's not a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And they had, I think they said my year, they had over 800 applicants. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's crazy. It was crazy. I was just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm walking into this. (laughs) So, um, I applied and my first year I actually didn't get in.
0: Oh, wow. How did you feel?
1: I cried. Yeah. It was oh. terrible because I honestly just felt like at the time, you know, for me personally, I was just like, like, God, like what, what does this mean? You know, mm-hmm. like, what does this mean? And, and there are a lot of personal things going on at the time, but I like, I prayed and and I felt honestly that he was saying, you have to try again, because I believe he was teaching me a lesson in failure because mm-hmm. I am someone who, if I even think that I'm not going to make it, I won't do it
0: hey me too (laughs) that's me like i don't i don't even like play video games like and stuff because i i'm too scared of not being good at it so i'm like it's fine i'm good i don't even want to try
1: yes you are like speaking to my soul yes
0: yes (laughs) absolutely I totally get it and so even when you told me you didn't you didn't make it the first year I was like crap how did you feel that's why I asked you because I would have been devastated (laughs) I was devastated um
1: it, it was it was rough and honestly I mean if anything you know it was a huge punch to my pride yeah um I was just like wow so I contemplated contemplated um I just got more shadowing hours in because like I said, you have to shadow a PA. And then the second time I, so after like a lot of prayer and thought, I was like, I do need to apply again. Mm. So I applied again and I made it the second time.
0: Amazing. Um, Wait, can I ask you one thing before you go on? Yeah. Actually two things. Uh, You know, you said you had to take those more science classes as a prerequisite. Um, Like, so say someone decided right after high school that this is what they wanted to do like um like schools are set up to know what kind of classes they need to take yes is that right okay um and like so you is there a lot
1: so no the problem was that because I was I was like I'm going to be a psychologist I'm going to be a psychologist Uh I psych degrees do not require like true sciences like chemistry organic chemistry I see I see um and so those were all the ones that I had not taken. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then, you know, in your shadowing before you got into PA school, like, was, were there like confirmations for you? Was it like, oh, this is definitely what I want to do? Or were there any times where like, is this what I want to do? Or? Yeah.
1: Um, during shadowing, I actually very much felt more and more confirmation. Like, this is something that I can do. I believe this is something that God is calling me to do. Um, I definitely got more and more confirmation. I think it was just though I'm such an overthinker that any sort of, you know, like even not getting in that first time, I was like, oh, well, maybe all those confirmations were not true.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I feel what you're saying completely. Okay. Okay. So you get in. Yay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: so exciting. Um, I got in and yeah. So the process to get in pretty much every PA school, you have to have shadowing hours. Each school, it differs what shadowing, how much shadowing you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, To get into Augusta University, you also have to have volunteer hours. And then um, you have to take the GRE. Okay. And you have to have a science GPA and then your regular GPA.
0: Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs>
1: so yeah. So that's like the trick, right? So you can take all these cushion classes to make your science, your your regular GPA go up. But if your science GPA sucks, you're not getting it. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Okay. Yeah. So um, even, you know, you said there's uh, so many applicants. And then, um, I mean, is there like an interview process and stuff too? Yes.
1: So you send in your application and then they um, email you for an interview. Okay, And you spend from eight to five doing interviews. (gasps) With like who? So I know it's different at each school, um, but at our school, it's pretty much the professors and the directors of our program that you have interviews with.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, do you know how many, like, do they, I mean, I'm assuming they don't do just 42 interviews. Do you know how many interviews they did did that year
1: so um they start in I think it is the beginning of September Uh and normally they have the class by November okay yeah so it's kind of like they don't tell you this necessarily but it's really rolling admissions I
0: see I see
1: So, you turn in your application, and then the sooner, the sooner you'll get into interview. Because if they, let's say the first interview, they like everyone, then that's already cutting the further
0: interviews. I see. Gotcha. Mm Gotcha. That kind of (laughs) sucks. It it does. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, once you got in, like, so how many years is the program?
1: So, it is most general pa programs are two years and three months okay but some specialty pa programs i think are three years
0: okay um do you have a specialty
1: so i i do not
0: okay Mm -hmm. um so you i so you got into pa school and so what what is it that you guys do like what are your classes like do you guys have to do like some sort of residency program can you yeah. tell me more about that?
1: So um, the first year and like two to three months is straight up classroom. Okay. You're just in the classroom and you're learning. So this is where the whole NPPA thing is different. Um, we are taught on the physician module is what it's called. So pretty much we're taught what medical school is taught oh. without like the first year, I would say. Everything, or sorry, the first like three to six months, everything else is combined into those two years and three months for us. So it's like medical knowledge on steroids. They always said it's pretty much like, um, what is it? What do they say? It's like water out of a fire hydrant. That's how much like information like is just being like shot into us. Uh Uh-huh. And so we do things like anatomy and physiology. Um, We got to do cadavers, like actual human bodies. Some schools don't get to do that. Um, That was a huge thing for me as to why I wanted to go to Augusta University, because I wanted to do cadavers.
0: Oh, really? Why is that?
1: Yeah, because it's just so much more accurate. um, Mm. And you get more of a feel of truly like what the human body is. Mm. Um, I will say that that was an experience that I will always treasure. I loved that.
0: Um, oh my what was, did you like about it when you were there like you know because you yeah. imagine it in your head but when you got to see a cadaver and stuff like what yeah. did you enjoy the most <laughs> just,
1: yeah yeah it was completely different um I think it's just I am a very visual person yes so I oh felt... my, are we
0: like the same <laughs> person what is this okay <laughs> I'm like having a moment right now yeah. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, um, it was like seeing things that I had read about, but seeing it instead of just like reading about it or picturing it or seeing it as like cartoon pictures and books
0: mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm.
1: actually like see it for what it truly is because it looks nothing like what's pictured.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was
1: just like, it was, it was just mind blowing. And I think it's too, just the idea that like these people have like gifted their bodies to science, mm. to like further medicine to help others. That was like a very, um, very like precious thing too, as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So what, I mean, I would imagine um, medical school on steroids is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, like, were there any moments of discouragement for you or are you the type of person that's like, I'm here just going (laughs) to grit my teeth and get through it.
1: Yeah. Um, there were definitely some discouraging moments, uh, where I, you know, I definitely was like, man, I'm not smart. I'm not as smart as I thought I was, but Mm. it's, it's all humbling. Um, it was definitely a very, what can I say? I mean, would I do it again? You know, that's, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it again. Cause it was very hard, but it was more emotionally hard than anything because you, I mean, you have three exams a, a week and they're not the same subject. They're different subjects. You're learning things from eight to five every day. So PA school, you have to be in the classroom from eight to five every day. Um, other schools like med school, like dental school, they don't have to do that every okay. day. But we why, do. why
0: is that? It's just because you're just taking in all this information. Yeah.
1: They're trying to literally just give us as much information as possible um, to like help us out. And, and I get it. Um, it definitely holds us accountable, mm. but it gets very tiring. And the thing is, is that you just, your life, your personal life goes on hold. That's the problem. Mm. There's just like, there were some people in my class um, who like they had families and I really just didn't like more power to them. They were some strong people because I don't know. I don't know if I could have done that. Mm. It was very difficult. Now it's, it's possible. Don't get me wrong. um, Because one of our smartest and like top students was a mother Mm. um, of three (laughs) But Yeah, I know. But you know what? Like it, it's just, it's very, very emotionally draining. Um, and like, you know, I mean, I had a friend get married and I had to say, I couldn't go to her wedding. You know, like, it's like stuff like that. You just, you can't go to, it's just because you have another exam to study for and you're trying to see the bigger picture the entire time. Yeah. And that gets that gets very hard. Um mm-hmm. I'm not a bigger per- picture kind of person. So I definitely would get caught up too much in like the finer details and get very discouraged. Um but that was where honestly my faith really grew while mm-hmm. I was in PA school because yeah. um I really wouldn't have been able to get through it without like my church family, um without just like the faith that God had given me prior to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, I mean, yeah, because, you know, I hear, first of all, like, I mean, again, before talking to you, I think I was very naive and ignorant in knowing what a PA does and also what Um, the education part of it looks like but you know you hear all these dreaded stories about medical school in general right like eight years of just like your life being sucked (laughs) out of you but you know yeah I mean and you know and I I've had friends in the past too that that have that are doctors now but Mm -hmm. I almost didn't believe them I'm like really you can't come out just for a second but it's they're like yeah we can't I can't like I can't and I'm like I don't I mean what does that even mean but hearing you talk about it too it's like wow that just really puts things into perspective because it's like yeah looking at the bigger picture what is you know what is the two and a half years that I'm here Mm -hmm. versus what I'm going to be able to do when I get out of here you know, and the impact that I'm going to be able to make and truly carry out the vision that God has given me. Man, sacrifice, Sarah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough, but it was worth it. Um, So do you guys do clinicals as well?
1: Yeah. So, okay. So sorry. The first year and three months is purely um, in this, in like the classroom. And then the next year is purely clinical.
0: So, like, how, do you, how does one – I mean, I think I know the answer because I feel like it would be like you just practice it. But the, how does one retain all oh. this information? <laughs>
1: so this is the key. It really is you fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you, you will not be able to remember all of it. You just right. won't. Right, So, you – so, that brings me to why I chose urgent care because I knew that I had just spent two years and three months of my life, like shoving information down my throat mm-hmm. and into my head. And I wanted it to be solidified. And the only place that I felt like could do that would be practicing it in like person. And the place to do that is urgent care. I see. Um, I see. So, and, and that's the only way, like, I mean, the only way you can learn that information truly is practicing it. Mm. And you don't get enough of that in the, in the schooling. It's just, and they understand that the professors know that they tell us that all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We just try to memorize all the main things that we can once
0: again, like bigger picture things. Right. Right. Um, Uh, um, Yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. That was it. Um, so your clinicals, you know, was that, what is, what was that feeling for you? I'm curious because uh, isn't, aren't clinicals like when you start seeing patients for yourself?
1: Well, we, we have to go in with someone.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a breath of fresh air from being in the classroom yes. for so long. <laughs> um, I enjoyed clinicals a lot more. We had a lot more freedom. Our schedules were a lot more loose. Um I actually enjoyed seeing patients, seeing things rather than just learning them from the book. Mm. Um yeah, clinicals just really once again like confirmed to me I can do this for the rest of my life. Wow. I I love I love medicine.
0: That's insane. That yeah. like cuz I mean, it really is a gift, right? To be able to say that you really love what you do and I think yeah. that's really awesome. Okay, so you graduate, Mhm. And then you know, you said you you decided to go into urgent care, but like is there a job process for that? I'm just curious for i mean, I would imagine are PAs high in demand. I feel like they would be
1: they're insanely <laughs> high in demand okay.
0: <laughs> well then,
1: <laughs> yeah, they are I know this is why it's so competitive. it's crazy. um yeah, so multiple p a s can work under a physician, okay. So what happens is a physician can have like 5 PAs and technically all the patients of the PAs is under that physician so it counts under that one physician. Okay. Um so and we like increase patient load. So that's what that's what they want. But when you first come out of school, nobody is expecting you to be able to just come out and see, you know, 50 patients a day. Okay. Um they understand pretty much there's this thing that's known the first two years after you come straight out of school, you don't really, um, increase production very much. You're, you're mostly learning still okay. okay. kind of honing in on your skills. Um, and then after two years is when pretty much things start to get rolling, but so you have two options. You can go straight into a job out of school mm-hmm. or nowadays there are PA residencies. Oh for specialties. Um, but that is, and, and those, those residencies range from like six months to two years. It just depends. But most people only do those if they really want to go into a specific specialty.
0: Okay. Um, sorry, this kind of, this thought came to my head as you're explaining that, um, you know, you mentioned before you saw kind of the The benefits of a PA, especially when you, excuse me, when Mm -hmm. your brother was diagnosed with cancer and you saw the relationship that was being built with um, yourself and your family and other PAs. But um, I guess, okay, what I really want to bluntly and very forwardly ask is like, yeah, like why PA and not doctor like at the end of the day?
1: Um, so I'm going to say these things and hopefully not offend anyone.
0: (laughs) No one don't get offended.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't be offended. These are my personal thoughts. Yeah. But so the main reasons that I chose to be a PA is because I feel like the PA profession is mostly focused on the relationship with the patient. Okay. So physicians, we need them. Do not get me wrong. We need them. Please, please, we need physicians. Um, They have way more knowledge. They learn way more things than we do. Um, And the thing is, is that I think that's why I love the idea of us working as a team. Mm -hmm. Because I think that there has to be knowledge, but there also has to be compassion. Yes. And unfortunately, something that has been lost in translation with a lot of physicians is that compassion and understanding that you have knowledge, but the real key is being able to translate that knowledge into information that the patient can understand. I love it. So yeah, that is something, and that's where I feel like I have been like given this opportunity to be able to do that. Mm. Um, I can't tell you how many of my patients and and I just see them in urgent care, right? Like I could see them once and never see them again. Um, They'll come and they'll they'll just say, you know, hey, like I've just been prescribed 10 medications. I have no idea why I've been prescribed these. Mm. And, you know, there's a huge problem in healthcare right now anyways. Um, There's just a lot going on. And I'm not saying that it is one physician's fault because we all make mistakes, but I love being able to go through those things with them and explain to them why they're taking it. And, and I'm, I'm blessed to have that time to even be able to do that with them. Yeah, yeah. So that's really why I chose to be a PA. Wow. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there are many other things like the schedule. Um, the fact that I can go from being an urgent care PA to doing surgery, to doing, you know, whatever but that is the main reason.
0: I mean, for me, that is, you know, as somebody that is not in the medical field and um, actually my only interaction I feel like with doctors on a very like uh, real level um, is when I had my kids, right? Yes. And um, I mean, I speak very highly of my OBs, but and the OB office that I go to, um, but because it's their bedside manner. Like, Mm -hmm. the doctors that are at this particular doctor's office, I... They have made notes about me, you know, to build a relationship with me. And I didn't realize how important it is for me to want to trust somebody to deliver my child, you know. And so what you you're saying right now just speaks volumes like you want to feel cared for. You want to like and, you know, your life is so fragile as it is. and you know for someone to kind of just talk to you like it's like going over your head is like crazy and so and you know especially when you mentioned your um your family and your brother something like cancer is like I have I've um just from my own experience as well Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah a lot of doctors please don't get offended I love doctors (laughs) there are doctors right it's like They're just, you're just another patient. Yeah. Especially if like, it's like a specialty, like, for example, oncology, right? Like, they see a lot of cancer patients. Uh Uh And so, you know, you're panicking Uh as a person experiencing this situation. But for them, it's like, oh, this is my everyday.
1: Yes. And yeah.
0: so the fact that a PA or someone like that, another provider, whether it's a PA or MP, can come and take the time to articulate that in a way that you understand and you feel cared for, man, just, again, speaks volumes. So, Sarah, like, <laughs> you are so cool and so awesome. I'm <laughs> like, can we be friends? Like I can know. You? Like, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> oh, man. That is so great. Um. Well, we're kind of coming up on our hour together, um, oh. but I feel like we could probably talk more. But was there anything specifically that you felt like you wanted to be able to talk about today, about a PA or anything at all that I missed?
1: Honestly, I think you hit everything. Um, I really... The only thing I will say is that, I mean, I I tell everyone to become PAs. <laughs> I think it's the best. I love my job. Um, and I think that, you know, it's something that everyone should consider if they think anything as far as medical field.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I know you love your job, Sarah, but is there something you don't like about your job? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Try Um, to name just one. (laughs) I know. I
1: should say I love my profession. Uh Um, I don't like the politics that come with. Oh
0: man, you are yeah. definitely not the first person to tell me that in the medical yeah. field. I think yep. it's across the board. It's the politics that come along with it. Is it? What does that mean? Like just like red tape sometimes, or what does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, there are certain things that I would love to do for my patients. Um, like I said before, a lot of my patients are low income; they don't have money. Mm. Um, and there are certain things that I would like to just be able to do um, per se to help them out, mm. but I'm not allowed to because I, I would, you know
0: right. Get in that's trouble. hard. That's hard. So yeah. Mm. Um, do you have any advice for somebody that might be listening right now um, that's like, yeah, this is something I feel like could work for me. Do you have any advice for them?
1: Um, I would say oh yes. I would say shadow. Mm. That I think will tell you whether or not this is what is for you. Awesome. And I will also say never think that the money is going to be enough of a reason because it's not. It's just not.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm nodding my head yes and in a very big oh. manner because again uh you are not the first person in a field like like that is well respected right like medical field like law like i've had a i've had all these careers on and that advice has been given i think in all of them it's like if you're going to yeah. do this for the money don't you know like yeah. because it's not worth (laughs) it it's what they say like you know you really you really gotta love it and you do man so like yeah i mean i feel like it's really it has to be what, whatever it is that you believe but like for us you know i know that you and i can't separate our faith from who we are and um you know it really does have to be a calling i feel like in order to care for people in the capacity that those in the medical field do um, that show compassion. And so, Sarah, once again, you are just such an amazing person. I'm am so grateful for your story. So, thank you again.
1: Yes. No, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. um Sarah, if there are people that maybe have more questions about being a PA or, or are curious to learn more about kind of your story or PA school, would you be okay with me connecting you with them?
1: Oh, my goodness. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys, um, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to reach out. Let me know. If you'd like to connect with Sarah, please feel free to email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com or you can DM me on social media. Thanks again, Sarah. Until next time, guys.